0: Everybody, Welcome back to another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome podcast where we are bringing people from all around the Quad City and surrounding areas who are just super cool people and we're just going to be chatting and this week I am super excited because I have a good friend of mine with me. Uh, you've probably seen her before on all of my pages 100 Series and 100 Series 2. Sadie Meyer is in the building Sadie, how are you?
1: I am doing wonderful. How are you?
0: I am doing great. I'm doing great. great. It's been a wild week for sure. It's Uh, been crazy. Yeah. um, This was probably going to be coming out here in a couple weeks past the case, but this week we had a little uh, storm called a derecho come through Iowa and part of Illinois, and uh, yeah, it's basically a land hurricane that came through and really did some serious damage all over the place thousands, hundreds of thousands of people out of power, myself included. I don't know if you were out were without power at all, but we were out for like two days.
1: Yeah, we were lucky. We still had power, but our cell towers were down. No internet. We couldn't call or contact anyone. It was an intense couple days for sure.
0: Yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts and just seeing like all the people, because like, when, when my power went out, I was actually asleep, story of my life, and I was, uh, I was sleeping and then I woke up and it's like the power was out for some reason. I was like, what is going on here? And then I heard, like, the wind, like, blowing like crazy outside. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is something serious. And then I started going on social media, and people were like, hey, guys, you know, you might want to be careful. There's this huge storm coming your way two hours ago. I, was, <laughs> I had already woken up, so that was a little bit too late to the case. You're
1: like, oh, I missed the storm, missed all the good stuff.
0: So, and then, like, my, my, my home, one of the awnings, on that's on top of our door that blew off, yeah. So that was like the only extent of the damages that at my home was just a little awning. But that's let me just put that back up, so yeah.
1: I think in Dubuque idea. it was really just trees were down, um, bushes were all over the place. But we didn't really have anything that was super super crazy like what was in Cedar Rapids and around that area. Yeah, that's
0: good, yeah. I'm hearing about all the, all the things that happened, happened in out yeah. in Cedar Rapids, and it's absolutely my heart breaks for. For everyone out there, I mean, from what I've read, is that it was like $10 million worth of damages throughout the state.
1: It's absolutely insane. The pictures that I saw of everything that was damaged is, it's actually heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. But I know, thankfully, I know that a lot of my friends, like, we're, we're recording this on a Saturday. The storm happened on Monday. They've been out of power, and so still without power mm-hmm. up to this day. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely praying for I'm praying for everybody that, you know, they, they can get there. Power back on, they can get their, you know, food because food's also a big issue. Yeah. Obviously, with the power being out, food in the refrigerator goes bad, and like I know, at my home, I had to throw away just about everything. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of uh, a, lot of eating out. Although that's kind of the story of my life, anyway. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was nothing new.
0: <laughs> but, but yeah. So, but um, now we're finally getting back on track. You know, now that the power's back on, I can get caught up with some of mm-hmm. my older projects that I had been I had to like put on hold because I was without power I didn't want to risk like my computers dying and all of that and yeah. know, losing another potential power source for everything because like keeping my you know, my phone charged was that was like the big challenge right there. I mean I had those portable chargers and all that
1: mm-hmm.
0: but even those those can go by super fast so oh yeah
1: I know a lot of people that were just charging them in their car for an hour or two at a time whenever they could. Yeah
0: and I spent I don't know how much money on candles. It was, and, like, <laughs> yeah. on Wednesday, like, I spent probably a good, like, 50 or $60 on candles. Yeah. And then that evening, the power came back on.
1: You're like, well, at least you have a <laughs> yeah. bunch of candles now. You can set the mood for yourself whenever you want.
0: That's true. That's very true. <laughs> and it's always good to have candles anyway, you know, in case things like this do happen. Of course. Um, but anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is really, it's all about, just shooting the breeze. And, uh, of course, Sadie, you've known each other for a while now, and I think you're a pretty awesome person. And really what I want to do is first I want to give everyone out there who doesn't know who you are, go ahead and tell everyone, who is Sadie Meyer?
1: Um, Sadie Meyer is a girl that was born and raised kind of in the Dubuque area, so right along the Mississippi. I actually spent a part of my childhood growing up on a farm with my parents, Not confident about what we did on that farm. I just know that there were a lot of cows, and my sisters and I kind of ran rampant. But yeah, it was an exciting time for sure. I have three sisters, um, and I think we're all very independent, specific personalities. So we feed off of each other a lot, and I've been really, really close with them. I'm somebody who's my family and friends are definitely the most important parts of my life I would do absolutely any for them anything for them but right now for a while I've I guess in quarantine just been kind of laying low working trying to get back into shape as much as I can so that's taken up a lot of my time
0: and you and obviously we, we do photo shoots too you yeah. model a lot too for fun and all that I talk about how you got into that
1: I was contacted by somebody probably Four years ago now, I think, and we did a little modeling. And after that, I was contacted by a couple other people to just kind of hang out, do some photo shoots, and they were just something that I enjoyed doing. I loved meeting new people, different people, going different places, kind of checking all this stuff out. And I think everyone that I've worked with, I've been really, really fortunate because they've helped build up a confidence in me I didn't know.
0: That's awesome. I didn't know that I had so. That's super cool. A lot of fun. And obviously you've done shoots with me in the past and probably will do more in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, do you see that being more than just for fun or possibly you know, using that as a more creative outlet to springboard yourself into anything else in the future or anything?
1: I've kind of played around with the idea. I think what I would really like to do or the one thing that I really see whenever I do these photo shoots is – um, maybe seeing if I could do anything with helping out with the fashion aspect of photo shoots, so makeup, clothing, style, uh, the idea behind them. But yeah, I just like how openly creative that they can be.
0: Yeah, I like that too, especially when it comes to the style, yeah, and the fashion and everything. I know, like me, I'm all about looking for the like the right scene yes. and the right, you know, you know, aesthetic and the right look color-wise and all that post-production work and sometimes I feel that like I'm always working on because I always get a lot of models always asking me like like, so what like look do you want like yeah. what kind of like clothes or fashions and usually I'm always like looking through like other like photos and trying to like find like the style I'm, I'm looking for so I know that like having or being able to have that that sense of fashion or style to be able to help create you know these scenes or create these images mm-hmm. that that's a very important thing to have yeah so um what we're doing for this podcast is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do if you've been listening for a while you know that there's a little segment called the crow's nest where we do a lot of a lot of a uh, hot seat questions if you want to call them that and um this podcast is going to be most of mostly that So it's going to be a lot. I I like my hat here, my trusty 100 series hat. (laughs) I have a bunch of questions written down. And actually, this is the way that the Crow's was supposed to be before the lockdown, because I had just been having people just picking a number between one and whatever, and then I would just ask them the question, because we were doing it online through Zoom and everything. So this is the way it's supposed to be, is to have a bunch of random questions here in a hat, and then you'll just pick the question, read them out loud, and then answer the questions, and then we will just, you know, go off on whatever tangent comes out of that. All right. So. Should be exciting. We will go ahead and begin.
1: Oh, gosh. It feels like when you picked a number out of a hat in, like, elementary school. Right. How many selfies do you take a day? That honestly depends on the day. Um, I know... Lately, I've been getting into coloring my hair different colors because with where I work, you can't really have brightly colored hair. And I love changing up my style and my look. And my hair is definitely a part of that. So now with the different color hair that I have, if I do a makeup look or if I have an outfit on that I just really feel super cool in, I will probably take anywhere from 10 to 40, 50 selfies. Just to kind of get that right one, you got to find that right lighting and all that stuff, but on a normal day, the only selfies that I really take are if I'm Snapchatting my friends or my family.
0: All right, and one thing I have noticed is that, I don't know how many shoots we've done together, but I went back, and I noticed that every shoot that I've done with you, your hair is different every (laughs) single time.
1: I have to keep people on their toes. It's just, it's so much fun that you can have such a creative way of expressing yourself every single day. However, you're feeling differently, and I think that's really important for people to feel comfortable with doing that.
0: Yeah, because I think I've seen your hair just about every color of the <laughs> rainbow. Just about, I think I've seen what red, black. Yeah. I mean, now it's green. Yeah. Um, has it been? Hasn't been blue? Has it's it? Kind of
1: like a turquoise blue for our last shoot. Okay. But once this blue, once this green fades out, I think I'm gonna try blue blue. See how that goes.
0: Okay. Very cool. And going back to, to the selfie thing, I don't. I, I haven't been taking that many selfies recently, but yeah. I know that, like, at, at my peak, I was probably taking a whole <laughs> bunch, because I, I do this thing called the look-away selfie, it's yeah. where I have some sunglasses, maybe, it's, like, kind of like you have here on the table, mm-hmm. and I would just, like, i hold the camera in front of me, and then I will look, like, either t- to the side, like, and I'll always have, like, something in the background, whether it's the river or building, and just have the camera like that, and then look the other way, and then just take take it that way. Yeah. You've probably seen it before, I just think it's thing a, you know, cool little my personal aesthetic, I call it the look of my like selfie.
1: It is. And it's such a good way to keep connected with people and know what your friends and family or even strangers are up to and just see really cool places.
0: Yeah, I need to get back on it. Back, back I've been off my game for a little bit. <laughs> this, this whole whole quarantine has got me. You know, I'm not feeling um, my my best mm-hmm. as far as my own personal looks. I mean, that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, I'm constantly working on... How I view myself and and being comfortable with how I look, and that's kind of why I like to doing the videos yeah. is because it makes me get more comfortable. Because it's like that's something that I, I've always been working on for many years. Is I've always kind of always felt awkward, Definitely. like with, with with my own personal appearance, and again, that also comes to um, I don't know what the exact word for it is called. I'm sure there is a word for it. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like I need to get out of that yeah. and just, to, you know, get back more comfortable. That's why I, I like doing the shoots that I did with Mark Largo and, like, looking like I was coming out of a, the Fast and the Furious movie. So
1: Those were so cool.
0: And I love that. <laughs> I, I, love, I love doing that. And I just love the whole cinematic aspect of everything. That's, like, my, my thing. That's my style is I I love just that way of presenting things. Like, it looks Mm -hmm. like a movie and just taking everyday people and making it look like they're a little movie star. Yeah.
1: You just kind of put them up on the little pedestal, even if it's just for a couple hours or a day, and that could change their entire life. They could all of a sudden realize that they're even better than what they thought they were.
0: And, like, one thing that I love seeing, especially when I post pictures of someone, is reading the comments from, like, their friends and family. Yeah. And, like, just seeing, like, how their friends and family react and saying, oh, my gosh, you look so amazing, you look so beautiful, and being able to, you know, bring that that out of people and, you know, boosting their spirits and, you know, hopefully making them see themselves in a different light than maybe Mm -hmm. they had previously.
1: Yeah. No, I agree, and you are a huge part of that.
0: And um, it's, it's, that's been the, that's, like, the best part. Of everything, from the stories, from all the different photo shoots, from the podcast, my favorite thing is always seeing the reactions from the friends and families. And if I can get those genuine reactions, that's like I, I did my job right.
1: That's amazing. I love that.
0: All right, let's go for another question. Right.
1: What is the last thing you searched on your phone? The last thing I searched on my phone, do you want me to look? I already know what it is. (laughs) Go
0: ahead. If you know it, all right, let's see it.
1: I searched, uh, Dubuque just recently opened up this little coffee stand, Buzz Coffee. So I searched the directions for it and how it started, kind of who the owners were, because I've heard so many good things about it. And I know Dubuque recently has... uh, begun to open up a lot of different bars and restaurants and little coffee stands and coffee houses. And they're really trying to expand into the amazing city that I know it can be because Dubuque is right along the river. They have a little millwork district downtown, and there's so many cool things that can be done with that area. So kind of seeing and learning the people that are putting their lives in Dubuque and growing it to be something super wonderful is great to see. So I was doing a little research on Buzz Coffee in Dubuque to kind of figure out what it was all about.
0: And you said it you said it's brand new.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's quite a month old. It might be okay. a little bit older than that, but
0: How old, do you know how old the owners are or
1: I think they're pretty young. They're definitely not that
0: old. And like that's what the cool thing too because I've cuz most of the pod, most of the people on this podcast are young entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I just love Seeing that young people are reinvesting in the community, and you know, I've talked to you about this before. Um, we have Josh, Josh Graves over here. He's monitoring the audio mm-hmm. uh, here at the UE Underground Economy. I help us use this podcast space. Brand's making new here in the Quad Cities. So if you haven't yet, definitely check him out. Give him a little plug right, right there. So um, I, uh, I love, I love seeing that young people, especially, are, are taking the time to reinvest and seeing the value yeah. here in our communities, here in the Quad Cities, and especially up in Dubuque, and I think it's absolutely awesome. I had an opportunity to head up to Dubuque a couple times this summer to do some shoots with you and just being able to see the Millwork District and seeing the breweries out there, and you guys got a pretty cool thing going on, I have to say. We're really
1: trying. We're trying, but, yeah, it's good to see the younger generations up and coming and really having that drive to make the places that they live even better than how they started.
0: Is there anything that you think you like to see up in Dubuque that you haven't seen yet?
1: I do really like the breweries up there. Um, We do have a winery up there. I think it would be cool to see another one but right now I would kind of like to see uh, one of my friends actually he and I talked about him starting this thing where I think every year he would have a bunch of artists from around the area display their paintings, their drawings, their photographs. He would have DJs there he would have a couple of people that play guitar and sing and just everyone and their artistic abilities displayed for a night and you could purchase you know pictures paintings photography all that fun stuff and I would love to see more of that because I do think that people are incredibly creative and if they have a place where they can display it outside of social media or Instagram or Facebook maybe it would gain a little more attention for them and they could build up their clientele and build up that revenue that they really I like that. search for.
0: I like that. I think we, we kind of do things like that here in the Quad Cities. I know Roy Barnett, a.k.a. Crunk Chocolate, he's been doing his festival shows mm-hmm. over at the uh, the Rimmick Mansion. He has another one coming up here pretty soon. But, yeah, I love it. I love that there, there are people here in the community, and especially since I started doing the series racing, being more active in the arts community, being able to see, like, so many cool artists yeah. from all the different, um, musicians and poets and other photographers and models, and seeing that there is a huge presence for creativity here in the Quad yes. Cities, and we just need more more people to encourage that yeah. and to do more more of events. Because I know that there are a lot of creativity, and like it shouldn't just be for social media. I've, I know that's like one thing I've pushed for. Is I did one event
1: mm-hmm. a couple
0: summers ago where I just brought a bunch of different artists together to showcase their, their skills and yeah. everything that they can do. And to take the whole concept of a Hunter Series and take it off of social media and put it into the real world so you're actually seeing these people in real life, seeing who they are, and being able to actually talk to them as well af- yeah. afterwards. Because I think that's the one cool thing is, sure, you can see people in their posts and in their pictures, but to be able to actually... Uh, Walk up to them, and I know right now we really can't shake hands, (laughs) but to say hi, how are you, and being able to actually pick their brain and learn more and get more of that synergy and collaborations that way, I think we can all grow more Mm -hmm. by being able to hold more events in person with with each other. So I like that a lot. Yeah,
1: I definitely agree. I think if you can see things in person and what other people are creating, you can, like you said, have a chance to talk to that artist and just have such. A deeper connection than you would if you're messaging back and forth on Instagram or Facebook or something along those lines.
0: Are there any artists, I know we're doing the the, the seat questions, <laughs> but I just have another question that just came off the top of my head, but are there any artists that you would personally would like to work with that you haven't had to yet?
1: Um, Not off the top of my head. I know I do follow a lot of photographers on Instagram and I see a lot of their pictures and I love their interpretation of Uh, either the human body or the nature that surrounds them or just how they see people. I love seeing that through the lens of a photographer. And if any of them would ever want to work with me, I would be more than happy to, but off the top of my head, nobody comes to mind.
0: Okay, all right. Let's go ahead and let's pull another question out of the hat. All right.
1: What is something no one else knows about you? I feel like there's a lot that people don't know about me, but I'm also a, and you can ask some of my friends and family, I'm a semi-private person where it's difficult for me to open up and be vulnerable. I love knowing things about other people, and I love that my friends, my family, and my coworkers feel comfortable enough to come up to me and talk to me and confide in me some things that maybe they wouldn't feel comfortable confiding into other people. But I don't know, something that no one else knows about me. That's such a difficult question. <laughs> um, I think a few people might know about this, this about me, but it's not something that I display off to the world, is I love to write. I love writing poetry, short stories. Okay. I have notebooks and notebooks under my bed of poems that I've either written in that actual notebook that I've written on papers at work, if something comes to me, if I've written them on napkins at restaurants, and they're just kind of stuffed away in there. And one of these days, I'll have to go through and organize them all. But I very rarely reread them. I will write them down, tuck it away, and then I never... I'm interested, really I'm interested
0: in seeing this, so it's just different, like, little, little poems and different, like, little thoughts and stuff, yeah. kind of like, journaling and all that. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that would that'd be cool to, like, like, pull those out and, like, seeing you know, what was on your mind at any yeah. given time, because I know I don't do a whole lot of, of journaling, like, journaling like that. I feel like my, my images, that's, like, my way of journaling. It's more visual.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's so cool. so cool. Obviously, I never knew that that you were into writing like that. I think that's an awesome outlet.
1: It played a huge part in uh, myself growing up, but I never really pursued it as much as I could have. I just kind of read all of my books and read all of my poetry books, and that was something that I just kind of kept to myself. It was my little creative outlet.
0: Very cool. Super cool. All right, let's do another one.
1: Are you afraid of the dark? I am not completely afraid of the dark. If you put me out in the middle of the woods, I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> but like if I'm just in my room or if I'm off in my house, I'm not too afraid of the dark. My mom and my older sister, we all kind of grew up watching horror movies. That was a big thing that we really liked to do. So we got really comfortable with being in the dark and kind of facing those fears in a sense, I guess
0: interesting that that question came up this week <laughs> when power went out at yeah. home and everything like for real the whole neighborhood just being pitch black and yeah. nothing like I've ever seen before just seeing an entire neighborhood just dark mm-hmm. just dark and think and just thinking like this is how like life was like back in the day before electricity was really a thing it was just just dark as all get out yeah and you having to have like your little lantern or your little candle just to (laughs) see and knowing like, knowing how many candles I lit in my house just to have enough luminance to not trip over anything. Yeah. And it was still dark. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, holy crap. Like, so it, it really made me more thankful that we do have electricity and that we do have these, you know, super high wattage light bulbs that can light up an entire room. Yeah. So that, we can actually see what we're doing yeah. and having, you know, the streetlights and and all that. It's like, you you don't realize exactly how much light you need at nighttime until it is just dark.
1: It's crazy. But then I love it when it's so dark at night because growing up on the farm, I remember there were nights that we had a trampoline and My dad and I or my sisters and I would go out and lay out on the trampoline and you could see every single star in the sky. That's true. And that is something that I really do hope that everyone has the opportunity to do is go somewhere where it is completely pitch black and you can see just how big the universe is because it's when you really take it into consideration, it's huge. It is massive.
0: That is true. I did. I did notice that. Like, you mm-hmm. could, I was like, oh, my gosh, I could never see the stars right? this clear because obviously there are so many city lights <laughs> going on. So when it was dark, I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, I could see the, the, you know, Orion or, you know, the Big Little Dipper. Yeah. And that was, that was one of the cool, the cool things about everything that happened was being able to actually, you know, see, you know, the, the universe and all of its majesty. Yeah. Really.
1: It's really, really cool.
0: Nice. All right. Let's pick another one.
1: Alrighty. The best part about being me is, I am actually going to say, I think the best part about being me is my sense of empathy, and I definitely get that from my mother. I love how empathetic she is. I love how empathetic that I am, because I feel like it really plays a part into like I said earlier, my friends and my family and my coworkers being able to open up to me and trust me with some things that they might not be able to trust other people with. And I think it plays a huge part into how patient I can be with other people and understanding, because you really don't know what other people are going through. And, you know, I've had really, really bad days where I've lashed out at people unnecessarily. And I wish that there was somebody that was empathetic. And they took a second to look at me and think, You know, maybe she's having a bad day. I don't know what's going on in her personal life. I could be a little more patient with her because I'm not having that bad of a day. And I think that's something that everyone should kind of work on a little more, myself included.
0: Yeah, I think empathy is is so important because, just like you said, you don't know what the other person is going through. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to want to take things personally and to want to, you know, be like, hey, you know, you need to, you need to, Respect me, and you need to you know stop acting that way. But it's like at the same time, it's like you have no idea what this person was like at home yeah. or what they they went through, or they could have got pulled over and got a ticket, or there, there are so many factors that lead into you know person wanting to to be or being the way they are. Yeah, and you have to really take back and understand that. People just don't act a certain way for no reason at all. It's very rare people just act out just because they want to act out. I mean, sure, there are clowns like that. Of course. They want to be that way. But most people, like, they're, they're that way because, you know, something happened to them in their life that made them that way. Yeah. And, you know, you have to understand that. And I did this a lot with my 100 Shades project was giving people an opportunity to, like, be transparent with, you know, what makes them tick. And why and why they act the way they are, and that really helped people connect. Mm-hmm. Because I would have people messaging me that, hey, I, I relate to that person and what they're doing, and that's that's really that's really the core yeah. of, of what my whole mission is is just to get people to relate to each other more. Mm-hmm. I know that I can't relate to everyone because of my own personal story and background, but I know that it, if I can find people from as many different backgrounds as humanly possible, that I'm going to find somebody that someone can connect to. Yeah. And, yeah, it all comes back down to empathy and being able to have that, that connect. And I think that's an amazing gift you have mm-hmm. with being able to be, have to connect with people like that kind of type of a level. It's incredible.
1: And I love that comment that you made about, you know, helping people relate to other people, because I think especially with social media – you're only seeing the best side of everyone. And I think when you kind of bring people down a little bit and you create a more humble atmosphere, you're humanizing people again. And you're not just putting on their best face 24-7, 365. You are giving a little bit that these are just human people and everyone is going to have a different story. Everyone's going to walk a different path in life. And, you know, it's not everything that you see behind the lens you're just getting the best of that moment
0: yeah and I think people need to understand that
1: yeah
0: social media is like a greatest hits album, <laughs> you know you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna put all the, the you know the bad stuff to struggles I mean some people do that yeah um, but most people they, they just want you to see the good stuff because I mean I mean who does want to see you the, yeah exactly yeah. exactly so I understand it I get it but at the same time don't be fooled that it's all good <laughs> because it's hardly ever all good. Exactly. I mean, I know even myself, I mean, I, I go through things, I uh, you know in my own personal life, but I always choose to to look at the positives of those situations because I do believe that there is always a positive way out of everything. I don't think that we're given more than we can handle. I think there's always a way that we can overcome things. Of course. And I don't want people to get discouraged by something that they may see on social media, whether it's, you know, someone taking, you know, a really cool selfie or seeing, you know, a, you know, a baby announcement or an yeah. engagement announcement. I mean, it can be very easy to be like, oh, man, everyone else is doing all these cool things, but I'm not doing any cool things. <laughs> I need to do something cool with my life. But it's like, no, it's not. Like, you are doing cool things. Like, I know you're, you're, you're doing cool things. Like, come talk to me. I'll, I'll, I'll show you, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how cool you really are. You know?
1: Yeah. I agree. Cool
0: deal. All right, let's get pick another one out. I think we have time for maybe two or three more. Okay.
1: If you had to choose between reliving high school or your first job, what would it be? My first job, 110%. Yeah. I didn't hate high school. It definitely was not my favorite part of my life, but I, my first job, I met some very, very amazing people. It's actually where I met two of my best friends that I still have to this day. And I know one of those girls, she's really brought certain parts of me out of my shell. And she was such a prominent personality in my life. And I adore her to this day. She can do no wrong in my eyes. She's just so confident, so comfortable with herself. She's a very much what you see is what you get. If you have a problem with it, you can leave. This is who I am, kind of person, and I admire her like crazy. Well,
0: what's the job?
1: I worked at Subway. Okay, <laughs> I worked
0: at a Burger King for my first job, so I, I can relate a little bit on that one. I
1: think everyone should work in a fast food industry. The people that you get are just so interesting.
0: It really, it really is. I only worked. At Burger King, like on the weekends, because I like, yeah. I didn't want to like if I have it to affect my schoolwork and everything. Oh God, yeah. So I only worked on the Saturdays and Sundays. But even then, it was like wow, really. That's when I really started to like meet to really un- to understand, like how unique people are. <laughs> if you want to put it that way.
1: You just see an entire different side of humanity, and I. Loved it. I loved everyone that came through, whether they were cranky or nice. It was just a good time all around.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, never mind. I had something and I lost it. So I would just move <laughs> on.
1: That happens to the best of us. What artist do you have on replay? Ooh, right now, I've actually been listening to a lot of Maluma and... I, again, have one of my friends to thank for that because she really introduced me to uh, the Latin and the Spanish music. And ever since she kind of introduced me to that, I've been obsessed with it. But I have um, his album 1111 on repeat right now. I just love that you can play it and you automatically feel like dancing. It puts you in a better mood. I just love that feeling.
0: Oh, what was it? the name? Maluma. How do you spell that?
1: M U. Nope, M-A-L-U-M-A.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to check this out.
1: He's really, really good. I like him a lot.
0: Is he an up-and-coming artist, new artist? Um, He's been
1: around for a while. I first heard him on a song he did with Shakira and another song he did with Becky G, but I just love that style of music. It's so much fun. Super
0: cool. Yeah, I think the artist I've been playing the most has been The Weeknd. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, the entire quarantine, I've been listening to nothing but The Weeknd. Yeah. Like, his new album that came out After Hours, and then I've been going back and listening to, like, all his his old stuff from his Trilogy album. Oh, like, that's the
1: best, though. And
0: now I'm listening to his Kissland album. <laughs> and, like, oh, my gosh. It's like, I'm kind of upset that I didn't learn about this guy until a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, holy crap, I've listened to... Every single one of his albums now. And I have yet to find a bat song (laughs) from this guy.
1: Well, it's kind of like, I love it when artists drop new albums, because then you do go back and you relive all of their other albums. Like when Halsey dropped hers, I had her on repeat for a month. I was obsessed. I couldn't get enough of all of her music.
0: Uh, Halsey is one of my favorites as well. Yeah. I love Halsey to death. I love all of her stuff, love her manic album, Love. Um, forgot, I can't remember what the one before that one was called, but I love that one that too. New I
1: Americana. That or? was that was
0: that was the Badlands album. Okay, it was the one after Badlands. Oh,
1: I know what you're talking. Hopeless Kingdom foundations Yeah, yeah something that's it. With lines.
0: That one, <laughs> love it. Love Halsey. So it was like the Weeknd Halsey, mm-hmm. Jersey Drake, <laughs> Travis Scott. Those are like my my top ones. Like you, you you give me those those artists, and it was just those artists, I'd be good to go for the mm-hmm. rest of my life.
1: I believe that.
0: Good stuff. All right, let's, uh, let's grab another one.
1: Whoa. What is your most embarrassing moment? Oh, my God, I probably blacked it out of my memory. I'm really good at blacking embarrassing moments out. Um, I know I've had a lot of them. I also know that when I was a little younger and... My mom would always take my sisters and I out to eat. I was notorious, notorious for spilling a drink on myself every single time that we went out. And I hated that. (laughs) Because then you would have to go to the bathroom. I was always soaked in soda or soaked in water or something along those lines. Um, But most embarrassing, I've honestly probably blacked it out. But I was pretty klutzy for a while so I was always the friend that was tripping on sidewalks, tripping over my own two feet, tripping up the stairs, and especially now in front of coworkers when I didn't know them is not a good time.
0: That's not, yeah, it's no fun. And I'm kind of the same way. I don't really remember like anything right? like overly embarrassing. Although I guess the most embarrassing thing I, I and I think is more of like a personal self, like like self reflection thing is that. Like, for the longest time, when I was younger, I would have a, a speech impediment I uh-huh. would stutter. And it took a lot of therapy to, to get through that. And even still, like, today, there's still, like, some words that I have trouble with.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like,
0: I have to, like, constantly, like, remind myself to, to, like, speak slowly. Yeah. And, like, if I get, like, too, like, excited or I get that adrenaline rush, sometimes, like, my stutter will, like, relapse in. Uh, so I have to constantly like tell myself to, to slow down. Yeah. And it's like my it's like what my speech therapist would say, like a river, you know, f- you know steady flow, yeah. steady flow like a river. So I always remember that when like I feel that impediment coming in, is to like stop and like just slow down. Yeah. Speak slower. And it's like for me that was like. I always felt embarrassed because I was like, "What does this person think I'm stupid or something? Because oh, I, I, yeah. I, I speak that way. Um, but I'm sure that was just me in my head. Thinking oh, I that. believe
1: that. I had terrible, terrible acne when I was growing up. It was awful, and I was always so embarrassed to go out in public because I would think people would think that I'm dirty or that, that I don't know how to wash my face or that I don't know how to take care of myself, and I did. But my acne would just come in full force and of course I wanted to put makeup on to cover it up and that just made it worse and it was a back and forth thing for such a long time.
0: Yeah. But I'm I'm glad that you didn't let those those things stop you though or or lower your self image because I know that there are people out there who they do have those they do have those those feelings or they do think that they've done something
1: mm-hmm.
0: embarrassing that maybe other people didn't even think, didn't even look twice at. Yeah. But I I, I know it because I've been there and just understand that it's usually not as bad as you think it is.
1: No, it's never as bad as you think it is. People really, really don't care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think uh, let's go ahead and do one last question here and then we'll start wrapping things up.
1: What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, my God. I cannot stand... When I'm eating with people and they chew with their mouth open or they Mm. smack their mouth when they eat, holy crap, it just makes my skin crawl. And I'm a very patient, level-headed person. That is the one thing that will drive me to insanity. (laughs) My older sister used to be notorious for it, so we would always make fun of her and tell her that she eats like a horse or she chews like a horse because it was so loud and so prominent don't understand how that doesn't bother the people doing it. It is my biggest pet peeve. I cannot I stand Maybe it. it's one of those things
0: where, like, no one ever just, like, told them about it. Or they, but how, they, how do
1: you tell somebody that? How do you tell somebody to chew with their mouth closed?
0: Hey, sometimes, I mean, <laughs> I guess, I mean, I guess it's one of those lines where it's like, you're not their person's mom or whatever. So it's like, you can't really be like, hey, look.
1: You just pass them, like, a note on a napkin or something. Like,
0: hey, listen, listen, <laughs> I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to call you out or anything. You know, I say this out of love, but maybe it might be a possibility <laughs> to possibly <laughs> chew a little quieter with your chew mouth closed, yeah. question mark.
1: Yeah, because then I feel like I just have to, like, put music on or listen to something else so that I'm not listening to that. But I think that's a pretty normal pet peeve. I think a lot of people have that pet peeve, which makes me feel a little better about it.
0: It is pretty, it is pretty <laughs> bothersome, I will admit. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I mean, I think just as a journalist and as a writer and as an artist, like, for me, like, grammar is huge.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: it's like whenever I see, like, bad grammar, it's like it takes everything in my power to not, like, comment
1: the correct (laughs) way
0: to write or the correct way to spell. And I'm not perfect, obviously. But at the same time, it's like I just see, like, simple little little grammatical errors. And I was just like... That's an incomplete sentence. Put a comma in there. Add a period. <laughs> use the right form of there. The has one e in it. Yeah. And it's like
1: the, not the.
0: And it's like because because like, when I read things online, it's like sometimes I have to like reread it like three or four times, and it's like, what are they trying to say? Yeah. And I'm like,
1: it's huge.
0: A lot of the times, I just I just don't bother. It's like, or, or or they're trying to do some, like, serious debate argument, I because sometimes I'm like Michael Jackson with the popcorn, I like to just read comments, <laughs> and I'm like, so I just start reading, like, debates and stuff online, and, like, seeing these people being super serious, but they
1: can't write for crap. Oh, and then that just takes the whole argument, and you, you don't take their comments seriously anymore. If you can't articulate what you're trying to say very well, and that seems so mean, but I agree. If I'm reading a comment section and somebody has so many grammatical errors in their comment, I just read over it because I don't think that I'm going to take it seriously. Yeah, I, can't, I can't
0: even do it. No, it's just is and like, and t- even if they're they're being serious, mm-hmm. it's like word like, did you not go to school? Or did like, you take not a
1: second it? and reread it. Just reread it.
0: Like, have someone proof <laughs> have someone proofread your stuff or something. You know. Uh, even if I don't agree with you, I'll proofread it just yeah, so you know sound silly. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. I will proofread it. I don't care if you and I have different viewpoints. I'll make sure that you sound very, very well put together. Yeah. But yeah.
0: But anyway, this was fun though. This is like the first time yeah. I did like, like a like a full podcast that was just random questions. And I think this is, this is a pretty good conversation.
1: I liked it. It sparked some conversation, some good conversation. Oh, this
0: is really cool stuff. Yeah. Before we finish up completely here if people want to find you online how can they do so Ooh,
1: they can find me on instagram and i have a handle i don't know what it is i don't give it out all that often <laughs> i'm always if people find me they find me but Meyer 8 on instagram if you want to follow me on there um I obviously have a Facebook and a Snapchat as well, but those aren't usually given out all that quickly.
0: Yeah. I don't really I don't give up my Snapchat. It's out there. It's out there in the internet land. And if you find (laughs) it, congratulations. Good for you. But yeah, I'm gonna let you 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 gotta earn that one.
1: Yeah. You gotta earn the Snapchat grids.
0: Cool stuff. Well Sadie, thank you so much for coming on here and hanging out and talking.
1: Thanks for chatting. I loved it.
0: Big thanks again to Josh Graves here at the UE Cowork Underground Economy. New podcast area, definitely check him out if you're looking for a spot to uh, to express your creative outlet in. Great guy, great place. You're going to love it here. And everyone at home, thank you for checking out another episode of the 100 series, Everyday Awesome Podcast. Stay following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, so you know when the next post is going to drop. When the next episode is going to drop on the podcast and you're going to be in good shape. So thank you again. Fly high and see you soon.